It's movie time, and we're back again for another episode of Movie Time. How are you all doing out there? Hope that you've had an incredible week, and welcome back to school, some of the kids, as well as also uh, some of the film goers, just like who've had a chance to go through some of the festivals. With us tonight, of course, is my co-host Kente. Hey, Kente. Hey, how you doing? Doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's uh, very hot again in Los Angeles. Uh, that's I don't know why that's uh, breaking news, but because uh, it's almost always like that here. But you know what? Uh, I am glad to be here talking with you and uh, looking forward to uh, hearing what our guest has to say. And, of course, we're always looking forward to what you, the listeners, have to say. So please don't be afraid to call in. And our call-in number is, is followed, uh, area code 323-522-4601. Once again, that number is 323-522-4601. And, of course, you can come to the website. That's IndyRadio.org. That's IndyRadio.org. Yeah, and tonight we have uh, an amazing guest, Alfredo Oh, I'm sorry. We we lost you a little bit. We lost you a little bit. Now, uh, say that again. From Alf- it's Alfredo. Yes. Gilbert from yeah from Digital Film Cloud Network. How are you doing tonight? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, coming on uh, tonight. So, can you tell me a little bit about you and your background, and how did Digital Film Cloud come to be? Yes, of course. Um, well, my, my name is Alfredo Gilbert. I'm the COO at the Digital Film Cloud Network, which is the rice um, marketplace. Essentially, we are a marketplace for movie rights where buyers and sellers come and trade their licenses for their movies. We are based in San Francisco with a team also in L.A., and pretty much we build this platform for filmmakers and buyers. And uh, with the uh, the filmmakers and buyers platform, because uh, for those who aren't familiar with Digital Film Cloud, it's like it's for both completed and non-completed films, correct? Yes. So if if you um, you have been at, at the American Film Market, at uh, the Cannes Film Festival, um, which is the um, the Marchedou Film, uh, the European Film Market in Berlin, so. Pretty much, we are an we are an extension of those markets. Those are physical markets where filmmakers go and present their projects in pre-production, post-production, or completed movies. And buyers and distributors make offers on those projects, or they look for participation uh, in equity on loans on those projects. We are exactly the same, but online, um, meaning. A filmmaker can create a project. Uh, they we call it the film book. They put all the information about their film, and in the same way, they are shopping for buyers or investors on on a physical market. They will do it online. So there have been many. Uh, there, it's like a, I've been a fan of the uh, Digital Film Cloud Network for a couple of years now, since we had met during the time of the AFM and. So has it expanded uh, over the years to include not only buyers, but who else is also involved? Are there casting directors or other people that are involved with it? Yes. So um, 
We just that's a great point about our history. We we have been on the market for close to three years and we open what we call a closed beta, meaning we invite some distributors to use the platform for almost a year and we open to the entire public on November last year at the American film market. Um, recently at the Marché du Film in Cannes we we had a big partnership with Sinando and right now we count with over 11,000 movies and in our platform makes life buyers which are the exhibitors, distributors, mm-hmm. um, loan companies like union um, bond companies um, and investors and on the other side we have the entire cast and crew of the movie and the producer of course oh definitely and what is uh, what I find very interesting uh, in regards to it it's like no matter what level that you're at you are able to find uh, a way in and we uh, and the technology has also moved forward as well in regards to encryptions as well for the actual delivering of products has it Yes, um, so we, that's, that's paramount for us, security. Uh, we, we sadly notice that some filmmakers are using uh, software platforms that are not designed to, to share their files with potential buyers or, or even with their team. We, in our platform, we um, build some features for you to share in a secure way your documents if you are in pre-production or in post-productions, uh, you can share your legal documentation, uh, the contract that you have with a specific actor, with a potential sales agent, in a secure way. You simply put the email of that, is, that, that, of that potential um, sales agent or a potential buyer, and you share that document. If you change your mind and you want to remove access for that specific person, you can remove it the next hour or the next day. No password anything like that. So it makes the platform more secure and it makes at the end your, your movie, which is a lot of work for you, uh, more secure. Oh, definitely. So can you describe what like a typical member of the Digital Film Cloud Network would be? So we, we go, we call ourselves uh, the marketplace for Indiewood, meaning we have um, filmmakers with projects with, with shorts, for example, that they shot around five thousand to ten thousand dollar uh, shorts, and we go up to fifteen million to twenty million dollar movies. Um, so, yes, we have filmmakers from the really indie uh, producer with a ten thousand dollar film to the what we call indiewood, which is you, the the independent, well funded uh, movie. T- that make life in the platform. I will say from the 11,000 movies we have, around 9,000 movies are, are produced by independent um, studios and independent uh, production companies. And then we have the, the, the solopreneur independent filmmaker uh, around 2,000 movies on the platform. Mm-hmm. So uh, the filmmaker, does it, uh, do they have to have a certain qualification of amount of things? How is it verified on each person? Like, how do you uh, do the vetting process for each so that's person a who great, comes aboard? That's a great question that we believe um, every product has a fit on the market. 
and we we are totally uh, against the we, we are we are totally against the discrimination of a specific type of product because I cannot decide who's going to be the audience of your project and I don't I, and we as a platform we cannot act as a gatekeepers um, essentially if you are you have a specific movie, you just put all the content that you have and all the description that you have about that movie, and it's on the hands of the buyer to find the type of project that he's looking for. Uh, one interesting example that we have is, for example, religious content. Um, there's a lot of independent movies, uh, really small movies, 5,000 to 25,000 production budget, that find buyers on the platform because that's specifically what the buyers are looking for. They're super indie movies in a specific vertical, and we, we don't filter any of that. Of course, if you have a project that is not relevant for the buyers, the buyers will never going to make an offer, and they will never going to contact you. It's pretty much the system how eBay works. You put whatever you want on sale, and it's the buyer, the one who needs to do the due diligence and find what he's looking for. So is there any vetting process of, like, say, for example, that somebody put that there was an actor in their production, is there any verification process that the, your network would ask them? Oh, yes. Uh, that's, one, uh, that's one key differentiator of our platform. All the relationships between a project and a person are validated by the platform and by the users, meaning... If you have a movie and I want to claim that I'm, I was a gaffer on your movie, you, Odette, will receive that invitation. So you are the one who will say, yes, I remember Alfredo was a gaffer or not. And if the movie actually has posted their credits with the MPAA, we will check the credits. And if it's in the credits, we'll be automatically accepted. Mm-hmm. So there is, a, uh, there is an actual screening process for it. For the claims, yes. Yes. And so when you're talking about an actor, you have to have at least like the agent or somebody to contact to verify that, yes, this actor is truly attached? Yes. Okay. Because uh, what other unique features are in that uh, in there to help with the screen uh, with the filmmaker to understand on the investor side or on the distributor side for their legitimacy as well? Well, we're we're really proud of two main features on the platform. One um, is that you, we have a pretty robust, uh, secure uh, screener area where you can upload your screener and share it with. Um, potential buyers and potential uh, sales agents, as well as the part of the documentation that you can share in a secure way. And the other part is the licensing grid. We can help you to administrate your rights and have a comprehensive view of where you already sold your movie and which territories you are looking to sell your movie. Those two key elements are really important for the filmmaker because right now he can be able to say in an online way, this movie is open for business in this specific territory. And that is powerful because uh, sometimes filmmakers have a great product. Um, we, it happens to us twice here in the United States where a couple projects from Central America, they were looking for distribution in the United States and they couldn't find it on, on the market. And as soon as they put it on their website, a buyer find them. 
because it's that. It's, it's a 24-hour way to say, I'm open for business. Those are the, the two key features that I, that I really like. And the other thing that is, is really important for the filmmaker is that we are 100% free. Essentially, you can upload your movie and create your film book, and it's absolutely free. There's no upfront commitment of any kind. Um, we only make money when the filmmaker makes money. If the ma filmmaker never sells their movie, we never make movie. Even if he, sh if he shared his movie 20,000 times with the screener feature and he uploaded 1,000 documents. So you can actually do as well uh, the security of having the script on there and not have to worry about that. It's like it, that there isn't a scripting or a financing uh, feature. Do, is there any sort of rating system that you could help uh, that helps inside uh, inside that system? Yeah. So um, first, on the first question, yes, you can upload your your score, your a script, uh, your contract, you have different compartments, you can share the folder, you can share individual um, documents. Uh, regarding the rating system, as I mentioned, we, we believe the, 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 we believe um, the screening must be made by the potential buyer. So is the potential buyer the one who check uh, the merits of each project. The only way that it, it's not a rating system, but it's a really mm -hmm. good way to to probe how how important is a project or any specific person involved with a project is that we have the social cloud, meaning we are able to gosh how many followers and fans has each specific member that belongs to a movie. So if it has a famous director, the clout of that specific project is going to be higher than the movie that has an unrecognized director. Well, which does make sense. It's like it, it does go in that system. But it's also important that once the project is launched, it gains momentum. So it's like it, how is there a way to promote also towards gaining momentum and gaining your followers in that social cloud? Yeah, so you you will keep doing on on your marketing effort the same day. This you you are going to keep working in your marketing efforts in the same way that you have been working uh, without the FCN. Uh, the only uh, we we are more your we are more your back office than your marketing team. So what we are doing is we are gathering that information and keeping it in a simple place. One one simple example is, let's say that you build your book. Like many people, they have a paper book that they usually share in these physical markets. Um, and in one night, you got a new cast member. And now your, the amount of uh, likes that your, platform, that your project got increased. So now you need to go back to your computer, create a new book, and do everything else. Uh, with the Digital Film Cloud Network, everything is automatic. As soon as you sign a new cast member, your likes goes up and you get more exposure in the platform. As well, is there any um, like sort of tools, tips, or trades as well within the social media platform or is there a separate platform for that as well? Yeah, in that case, we, we believe in that case there's better tools for you to, to do your marketing applying with Hootsuite and that type of, project, that, that type of software. We are... Specific, specifically focus on gathering the data that is coming from social media instead of creating it. 
Which is great because it's like that is such a, an instantaneous advantage for a lot of people to have that instant feedback and be able to hear from people their feedback on the project and what are they you know, what are they thinking and uh, what associations could be made from it. I was wondering because there uh, there has been also uh, like other sites that I will not mention, but it's like I know that with Digital Film Cloud, is it possible to do like a private screening with buyers and stuff that you show your movie in a very private way that uh, for potential for them to uh, to do it as opposed to going to a physical film festival for screening? Yeah, that's that's our screening feature uh, where you can share uh, your screener with a specific person. And let's say that you invite 20 people and you say, hey, uh, I want to invite, you send a, an email to 20 people saying you are invited to a screener, uh, to a, a screen on Friday at 10 a.m. And on Friday at 10 a.m. you receive that invitation to the screener. Everybody has access to the screener. Everybody push play when they want, and you just grant them access up to 2 p.m. And at 2 p.m., you remove the access of all the people that watch your screener. Not only you are keeping your screener secure, you are creating uh, the interest to watch your screener on the specific time that you mentioned that you were going to send the links. You also are gathering the data on the back end who watched your movie, for how long they watch it, and which. Uh, chunks of the movie they watch so you have all that important information and that is going to help you to follow up because the first person that you are going to call the next day is the person that was more engaged with your movie Absolutely, and therefore it also, as well as the buyer on their side, um, gets a better advantage point. Also, I know that we were talking about a while back. Are you now uh, at the point where it goes point uh, point from uh, from the actual digital film cloud network to the actual uh, exhibitor as well? So uh, I I cannot um, I cannot speak much about that specific area as because we are we are working with some uh, really interesting partners and we are developing some new solutions. We find out right now that it's still highly fragmented the the delivery. Uh, our goal is to unify all those systems and provide the delivery in a secure way between the distributor and the and the exhibitor at the end. Like you can just, with a press of a button, send your movie to the specific theater or to the specific TV station. We are not quite there because we found out that there's more challenges on, on, the, on the distribution side that we were foreseeing. Mm-hmm. Well, which, uh, which does make uh, a lot of sense because a lot of those softwares are still going through their growing stages and uh, still getting the perfection of being able to go from distributor to exhibitor. Yeah, it's, that's, it's, in, in this industry, it's really interesting is because there are two main, main challenges in the industry. One is the way of doing business uh, in the movie industry have been for, yeah, for almost a century have been attached to the physical can. Uh, when people used to be walking around with cans and they, some, for somehow I think they still having a hard time dropping that model. They they still have the hard drive. They still have the people flying around. Um, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's like everything. It's a, it's a trust exercise when they start believing more in, in the digital encryption and they start believing more that 
that their files are secure when they are sending it to the specific buyer. And, and on the other hand, at this some point, stop saying, like, yeah, I, I need to be traveling around with a hard drive. Yep. And it's a, a lot easier, though, in this day and age to be traveling around with hard drives as opposed to cans. Yeah. Back in the day when it used to be like, okay, you have, like, this many prints and you have to go around so many locations. This way you can send it a hard drive and hope that the encryption software is good enough on it that there isn't piracy included on that. Yes, and, and more important, like, don't even fly with the hard drive. Just pressing a button on your computer and knowing that your movie is on the hands of the exhibitor. You don't even need to send the hard drive. At the end, everything should be uh, delivered via the Internet or Simplifying it, I'm just saying the internet can be a can be a satellite link, can be uh, other ways. Definitely, How, in that way, does Digital Film Cloud also help secure in that? In there, is there like specific that you have to have a specific encryption, like you have to have a specific code to be able to access the materials for someone, or is it a trust system of that they file share and that? You, even though you take it off, that you realize the other side is not able to capture it. So it's, right, right now there's different systems and everybody's trying to go for the most, uh, uh, to, to want to build a standard and second to, to be secure on, on the deliveries of the keys and the, and the entire infrastructure of delivering the movie. So for example, the theaters, they, they, they launched the... Um, Cinema distribution. Uh, oh, sorry, I having okay. troubles remembering the the um, the name. Uh, but it's a partnership where they are using satellite uh, links to, to in a, in order to stream the movie directly to the um, uh, to the theater. All that is encrypted, but that by itself is just a secure bucket. So the problem that has the filmmaker is that they need to figure it out the uh, encryption model and how to send the movie to DCDC, the Digital Cinema Distribution Coalition. They need to figure out how to send it to iTunes, how to send it to the TV station in Argentina. And each person is trying to develop their own model and each person has their own way of ingesting the system. So, yeah, right now, pretty much, we are waiting until uh, is everybody get agree on, uh, on any specific standard or should we just start helping also the industry to co-write a standard of delivery and uh, a private key infrastructure to deliver the keys to in order to open the content? Mm-hmm. And out of all of those resources that are available, for example, on Digital Film Cloud Network, what do you think is the most advantageous uh, for the filmmaker to use? It depends. That's that's a great question because that's that's my day, that, that's my my work. My work is finding out which features should we prioritize for the filmmakers and which one we should do better. And we, I, I need to give thanks to all the filmmakers. Because they are highly verbal. They send me emails and they say, oh, Alfred, I would love to see this or I would love to see that. And what I found out is there's features that are in really important to a specific filmmaker that are not important at all 
for other filmmakers. So I would love to divide the group in two groups. One, the completed movie mm -hmm. um, with, with a good budget. Um, they are usually already sold their major territories and they have a bunch of fragmented territories that they cannot get their hands on it. Uh, one, because it's too expensive. Second, because they don't have the contacts. In that case, the licensing grid is, the, is their key feature because they, they just say, hey, I already sold United States and they block United States. They said, I already sold uh, French-speaking countries, so they canceled Guyana, they canceled France, and, and now I finish with the rest of Europe open. So at that point, it's really important for them because the small uh, buyers can make an independent offer just for the Czech Republic, for example. So it's really valuable for them because a territory that will be unsold uh, start getting offers. Um, for that specific film, filmmaker, it's also really important the screening room because they receive those offers and they are able to share the, the screener in a secure way in a matter of seconds. For the independent filmmaker looking for um, get a movie off the ground on the financing side is the document section and the film book section. Because mm -hmm. right now, instead of building a website that they need to fix every single day and pasting together, when they meet a potential investor, they send an email. And the email contains some contracts, some pictures, like everything disorganized, or a PDF that is extremely rigid. They just send their, uh, their DFCN link. And the, the potential investor just see, okay, I see your overview. I can check your script. Or I can request to read the script and, and the filmmaker on his end say, yes, I, I, I trust uh, this specific person to see my script. So now they have a back office where they can aggregate all the documentation, all the information, their key art. If they have some sketches, if they have the score, they can start uploading everything. And it's their back office for free. Mm-hmm. Which is also really great because it's a faster process of being able to get it to the investor, as well as also um, does it does it also run well with other social media campaigns? Are you able to hook social media campaigns as well, like from Facebook and other into there as well? Yeah, you can connect your Facebook, you can connect your Twitter, and you can connect your Sinando account. So now you have all, all your social media, in the common ones, and the one built specific for movies, all in a single place. So right now, if somebody became an actor, immediately get posted on Sinando, get posted on DFCN, and me as an investor, I just need to go to your DFCN profile to see the new changes on your project. Mm -hmm. instead of waiting to receive a new PDF. Now, here's an interesting one. Are you also accepting other uh, styles other than also cinema, uh, uh, like physical films as well? Like, uh, for example, machinimas, other uh, plat uh, like platforms for television series, um, multi-media uh, multi platforms, gaming-type platforms is that the expansion or that's coming up or has that already started happening with digital film cloud we are currently focused on on uh, feature content um we are fo focused i think the, the straight answer is we are focusing non-episodic content we are focused on movies and shorts 
uh, probably yes, the, the natural evolution is going to be going to episodic content as well as original uh, scripts and original uh, literati- literature um, material. Mm-hmm. So eventually in the future there will be an acceptance in things like, for example, uh, different platforms of film as well. Yes. Okay, and uh, so that will be an interesting coming up as uh, as digital film cloud becomes more and more popular. Yeah, and and we we need to, we really need to thank the filmmakers. We we were not expecting to to become such a large platform in 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 a matter of a year, um, and now we as I mentioned now we hear the the pain of the filmmakers. Right now, episodic content is growing dramatically, and people is actually working on. They are trying to syndicate their their own websites. They are building some. Some of them are building some specific content that they are just uh, sending to YouTube in some specific places or in Vimeo. So they are planning to syndicate that content in another country. So we are seeing all these small changes in how content is being acquired and distributed. And yeah, we we will move. Um, according to those changes. Very cool. And also, I was wondering, it, Digital Film Cloud Network also had it, and it's like a crowdfunding component as well in there. It's like, it, does that still uh, engage? Because it's like as crowdfunding is going up and down in popularity as well as also that, it's like, is it changing with the times or is it becoming a new thing or is it just simply crowdsourcing and like... Do you find that it's more powerful crowdsourcing to crowdfunding? So we we have a platform called Flix Project, um, as you mentioned. We are looking into crowdfunding and crowdsourcing um, uh, economic resources for filmmakers. The reason we are we keep Flix Project off and we didn't launch it to the public, even if it's totally ready, is because we believe there are some legal uh, barriers that are going to be potentially problematic uh, for the filmmakers and for some uh, of the platforms that are offering um, equity crowdfunding and that type of solutions. Um, and for that reason, we we avoid going into that until the legal um, until the legal. Uh, frame is totally uh, out. So we, we, as soon as the government gives the, the guidelines and as soon as we know um, what is going to be on the tax, the, what are going to be the tax implications when you get uh, just a crowdfunding campaign just via uh, the gift or, or a pledge or if it's an investment. So we, we are going to wait until the, the legal frame is out before releasing Flix project. Well, which makes perfect sense. And are you also able to, on there, um, look at things like, for example, tax incentives? Yeah, we, the, the part of the tax incentive is, is something that we already start working on. It's, it's, one, of the, it's one of the features that we will um, release in pretty soon. Um, is, is the ability to tell you what are the best sources of financing for your specific uh, project, so we will be able to say, "Oh, you are shooting into a, a you, you are looking for shooting a beach, and if you have this specific cast and crew, we recommend you to go to this specific location because you are going to be getting X percentage on tax rebate." 
which makes perfect sense. Because also, it's like, I, uh, what I love about the site is that it's divided out into my films, my company. So you also get a chance to get to know a little bit about the people as well and some of their background. Yeah, we, we believe we can be the back office of everybody involved in the, in the uh, business side of filmmaking. Uh, the sales company should have their profiles there just to showcase the projects that they have been acquiring, to browse new projects to acquire. Exhibitors should do the same. And, of course, the producers and the, and the production companies. Now, uh, for those who may not have been on the site, can you give an idea of uh, the, what the setup process is for filmmakers and, or, you know, or just people involved in the process? Like, what's the first, what's the first step and, you know, and how long does it take to actually get set up and all of that good stuff? Oh, yes, Kente. Uh, it's, it's really straightforward. You can go to dfcn.com and you can log in with, even with your Facebook account or just with an email address. And in a matter of minutes, you can upload your, your personal information, name, last name, and, uh, and a headshot of yourself. And your next step is you can create a project. And essentially, it's just giving the information that you have about your movie, the title of your movie, the budget, if it's in pre-production, post-production, if it's in development, um, or if it's a completed movie. And you can just click on the on the profile areas that you want to fill out. If you want to start adding cast and crew, you click on the cast and crew tab and you start inviting the cast and crew that um, you, uh, you are working with. Um, you can go to the screener, upload your screener, um, and start uploading your information. It's really similar to creating a Facebook profile or to creating a, a page on, on your Facebook or LinkedIn uh, page. Okay. See, what, uh, what's also exciting about that is the fact that it's like it is a point and click and you could pretty much put things directly into it as opposed to like having to, again, pull from different sources. Yeah, and, and, and it grows with you. Uh, after you, the, the, the first piece of the work is just writing your overview and uploading the first documents. But then it's, it self-maintains itself because you just, you, after you connect your Facebook and, and your Twitter account, and after you upload the first documentation, the system helps you also to stay organized because the first time that you receive an offer from a sales agent, now you have in an archive how, for how much was the offer and what the rhetoric is uh, making the offer to. And then another distributor come and make a similar offer. You can compare side by side the two offers that you have. Maybe one is giving you $50,000 minimum guarantee. The other one is giving you 100000 minimum guarantee, but his percentage is lower. So you can compare your two offers side by side in a single place, the same place where you previously uploaded the overview and all your documentation. Which uh, is also an advantage because then that way you can see between the different deals of who is looking at your film, what are they willing to do, and if you can actually get the parties together. Is there any form of like a middle negotiating platform in terms of that with Digital Film Cloud Network? 
No, that's that's exactly what what we are. We are the the negotiating. We are the table. Yeah. We, we are where people come and negotiate. You can take the conversation outside the platform. You can go over the phone after the after a distributor make an offer for you. You can go over the phone. You can request more documentation from the distributor. The distributor can request more documentation from you. Let's say, for example, a distributor say, "Hey, I want to see the clearance of this music." If you already have that document on your profile. You just need to do right-click on that document and share it with the with that specific distributor, instead of going to your computer and trying to figure it out and scan it and send it to the filmmaker. So the the users that that use the platform as their back office are are really um, are really leveraging their their. Um, Resources? resources, yes. Yeah, because it gets to be all in one place as opposed to having to say, no, please, let me wait. Uh, let me just send you this one and from here, this one from there. Exactly. <laughs> it's to, yeah. It's like it's able to go, okay, here's the dossier of what I have and this is what I have so far. And also, it's like... It, is there a casting component also that's coming forward, like from uh, eight, like the actual majors? Are they looking into coming in uh, with also this platform? I, I, I believe right at the moment there's really good technology uh, helping people to do casting. And, and I think they solve different challenges. We solve the challenge after you get the contract with that specific uh, cast member, how to you share those documentation with your legal counterpart. But on the casting process, I think there are other technologies doing a really good job on, on being able to, to broadcast that you have a specific position for a specific member and, and doing all the due diligence and, and doing all the casting itself via video or via Skype. or well, which, which is also a great advantage as well as being able to post budgets as well. Yes. Yeah, the, the budget builder is, some, is a feature that we released recently. And, and yeah, people are starting to use it and people love it because right now you can see in a graphic way how much money are, are, are you need to raise. And we will be releasing some really good features uh, in, the short, in, the near fe- in the near future, future um, that involve your budget builder. And look like filmmakers love it at the moment. It sounds like a really great feature because then that way it's like literally you can put out your A, B, and C lines and not have to worry about it. Yeah, and, and where we are going is imagine when me as an investor, I'm only interested in movies that are only needing an extra $100,000 and already have three distribution contracts. Now I'm able to search for all the projects that match my criteria and that match my, match my investment uh, appetite and I will just find them, which is really hard for the investor as well. So we are we are connecting the dots. Absolutely, because a lot of times it's like on an investor's point of view, they're looking at a sea of people who pitch forward without actually giving a lot of information back. So they get hundreds of pitches, but they can't figure out how to manipulate what is the actual that they're looking for. Exactly. So you can a really great film can get really lost in a like sea of uh, of fifty other pitches. 
in regards to that because it's like all they're seeing is what they can see there where with this you're able to give them far more information and be able to so that they can make an educated guess and decision yeah we are just giving the tools to keep your your documentation organized so uh, in regards to uh, what are the things that are like the greatest focus for you for the future of them I'm sorry, I missed you for a minute with the connection. Sorry, uh, I was saying that what is uh, the uh, the greatest thing that you'd like to focus on for the future of Digital Film Cloud Network? We, we are focusing what the within what our users want. Um, every time a user sends us a, a a feature request, we we look into detail and we then speak with we we speak with our power users and we say, hey, we got this recommendation. What do you think about this specific feature? We, our background is building software. We, we believe we, we believe building software is not about pushing what you believe is best for the people. It's, it's about hearing the needs, and 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 when you start hearing the needs of a person, you start thinking on solutions for that specific problem. So instead of creating features and throwing them there, we just sit with a filmmaker and we say. So, what what is your biggest pain right now? And uh, a filmmaker can can tell us. Oh, I'm having a really hard time with union bonds because uh, it's the money. It's I need to send a lot of documentation. It's a really short time, so I really don't know where to apply for union bonds in sh- such a short time when production time is going to start next week, for example. Mm-hmm. So we hear all those problems and we say, okay. Now we know what feature are we going to build for the filmmaker to streamline his application to union bonds. And that's the way every single feature in our platform is built. Filmmakers give us a new headache, and we build the software to solve that specific headache. And probably that's the reason filmmakers are really happy with what we build, because this was built based on your needs uh, not in features that we were just trying to fi- find a market um, to, to throw this software at. We build it just to solve the needs that you have. Definitely, especially when you're, it's looking at things like script analysis, how do you get the film out there to potential distributors, how do you get it in front of financiers, it's like those are all the uh, the major questions that a lot of filmmakers tend to have. Yeah. When when you have a finished film, how do you get it out there so that it could possibly be sold to someone in whatever platform? Yes. Now, uh, one of the questions that I'd love to know is that like, you've been to the AFM at least uh, now for, uh, that I know of for the last three, uh, two, three years. So how are you finding the AFM enhances the experience for Digital Film Cloud? So IFTA and the American film market um, have been our partners for, yeah, for three years. We are the largest sponsor of the American film market at the moment. And we, we believe this... This uh, industry is still still needs the the personal contact, uh, especially because it's art. Uh, e- even some people is trying to commoditize uh, the film industry. At the end, it's art, and and I mean, me as a consumer, I would love that 
the art stays the same. So the people still want to go and, and have those meetings during the American film market and walk those rooms. The, the way we are working with the American film market is that you can actually screen the movie that you are interested in before arriving at the American film market and getting those offers before arriving at the American film market, making the physical market just, uh, just, just the final meeting, just the handshaking of the process. Um, the Marché du Film, I, I believe, the, which, which is also yes. a really good partner of us, the Marché du Film and, and AFM, um, we believe they are going to exist. They, they are going to stay there and maybe others markets are going to come and another smaller will disappear. But people really enjoy the guy that you have been doing business with for six months online, finally meeting them uh, at, at La Plage in, in Cannes or here in Santa Monica on near the pool absolutely it's like nothing beats a face-to-face of being able to do that and I'm so glad that digital film cloud is actually helping so that it's like when you go there you're going with a purpose of actually just getting a face-to-face as opposed to the pitching as well yeah and 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 I don't that's that's the most impressive thing for me was like I don't understand why this industry is still uh, based on hope. There's a lot of filmmakers going to the American filmmaker with the hope that one of the doors that they are knocking is going to be that magic door. And that is it's the same example that I mentioned to you before. Uh, it was this movie, uh, Central American movie, looking for a distribution in the United States. They went to AFM. They couldn't find a distributor. At the same time, it was a distributor at AFM looking for a drama in Spanish, female-led, and he couldn't find it. Why? Because Loki wasn't there. Just because one guy was knocking the wrong doors and probably the distributor when that person knocked the door was having lunch, that's not the way of performing business. I mean, if you already have an agenda and you already know it, know the people that you're going to meet at AFM, makes your life way easier and also makes the life super easier on the distribution side and in the exhibitor side. Definitely, because then that way you have a pre-disposition and a pre-meeting of what exactly that you're there to do. Yeah. And uh, also it's like, are you expanding into also Berlinale as well? Yeah, we, we have really deep partnerships right now with Marchedo Film and the Cannes Film Festival and with the American Film Market and IFTA. So we are focusing, we have our two largest presence uh, during those two markets. We also attend Berlin, we attend Toronto, uh, we attend Sundance, uh, but our partnerships are with AFM and IFTA in one end and with Marchedo Film and the Cannes Film Festival on the other end. So, are you so in the future? It's like with regards to screening of films. It's like what is going to be in regards to? Is it i.e. is it a smarter way to put your proof of concept film into digital film cloud and then let people decide once you give them the information, or is it better to put a completed film into digital film cloud? It depends on your strategy. Um, for example, I, 
I, I really like a filmmaker that he started putting some sketches and, and he animated those sketches and they put it on the screener room. So he's keeping them private and he shared it with the people that is looking for investment into his movie. Uh, I think it's a wonderful idea. I, you, you decide what do you want to put in the same way that you are right now building a dossier and putting some information in your dossier. You can use DFCN on the same way. You decide what you want to share with the people that you know. Let's say that you meet somebody on a, on a cocktail in L.A. Uh, at the end of the meeting, instead of bombarding him with a PDF on his email, you say, hey, it was great to meet you yesterday. Here, here is the trailer of my movie or here is a screener to my movie. So you decide how far you want to, how far you want to go with the people and how much do you want to share with them. Mm. Um. What is something about doing uh, uh, doing uh, this website or this business that makes you most proud of the success you've had in the time that it's been up? What's what's the what's the thing that you're most proud of about the website? Well, f- first of all, is it wasn't me. I, I have a wonderful team. I, I our team is is amazing, and. I love when I hear filmmakers giving me thanks without without me even knowing them in person. I what makes me proud is knowing that a filmmaker was able to recoup some of the hard earned money that they put onto their movies because there are a lot of movies around the fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollar budget that they, their investors never recoup their money. So when a, a filmmaker who makes a $50,000 movie get an offer for $10,000, $20,000 with our platform, and they walk and say, Alfredo, thank you, because I never expected to sell my movie in Latin America or in the correctional facilities in the United States, I, I feel really proud that because we are helping filmmakers to stay alive, and not only stay alive, to thrive. Because the world of filmmaking is changing dramatically, and in order to keep filmmaking alive, we need to help the independent filmmakers to thrive. Definitely, because uh, it's like a lot of people look at it as a very me, me, me oriented uh, plan as opposed to a global community. Yeah, and, and it's sad because if you make if the, if your investors are not recovering your money, or you finish making a movie and you never recoup the money of your movie, it's going to be harder for you to make a movie the next year. So we we are we are fighting that problem. We are we are helping you to increase your reach and being able to tap into new markets. So what is it that is the future then for you? Is there something that you would like to try out that you haven't had a chance to? Well, uh, we are just going to keep working here and trying to bring new new features. As I mentioned, um, filmmakers are going to help us to build better and new stuff. I've only been in the filmmaking industry for three years. Um, My background is software, so... I'm really excited to learn more about the film industry and and to keep working with with emerging filmmakers. It's also fascinating when I met a filmmaker with a $1 million budget and three years later, uh, he's now shooting with large studios at a $100 million budget. That's also amazing. And I met that people and I saw their progress and their movies on my platform. I, I, 
this war is fascinating. Yeah, it's like it's a, a moment of pride and busting out with joy too. Yes, like a proud father. Kinti, you were saying there for a second. No, I was saying like a proud father. Yeah, <laughs> that's your baby. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a baby that continues to keep growing and, and evolving in its platform too, which is really nice to be able to see. Is like because a, a lot of websites they tend to stay stagnant as they are because they're quite happy with the way that things are. Now, my uh, my other question would be also okay. So at the end uh, of that, um, how does digital? Uh, okay, the deal is done, and it happened via digital film cloud. How does digital film cloud then get the uh, their back end on the honor system? So um, we we have a full we have a full deal process where you first accept the offer, then you both parties upload the signed contract. After the both parties upload the signed contract. The filmmaker inform the 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 distributor or the exhibitor inform the the filmmaker that they are re, they are needing the assets, and at the same time the filmmaker inform the the distributor or the exhibitor if there's a minimum guarantee that the money should go to an escrow account. So in that moment, the mom the money goes to an escrow account. That makes the filmmaker safe. Feel that makes the filmmaker feel safe because he knows the money's there. Okay. And then he send the assets to the to the person that he's negotiating with him, the in this case the buyer, and when the buyer said, "Yes, these are the assets that we negotiated on the contract. This is the movie. These are the rights subtitles." The buyer liberates the money that is on escrow. And at that moment we take our 6%. Okay. So uh, at that point in time, when it's gone into the secure accounts and everything is closing, then uh, at that point in time, digital yes. film cloud gets there, which may, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Because I was wondering, you know, how is it that because especially if they're taking it off the system, that you guys would be able to benefit from it, or yeah. even know that the deal actually went through. Yeah, we and and the thing is, remember that we only take a percentage on the on the seller side, so there's no incentive for the buyer to to move the negotiation outside the platform, because the platform is also keeping him safe. He knows that he will. This is a this is an actual example. Uh, we hear the story um, of a filmmaker that. He did a deal with a specific country with a minimum guarantee for $10,000. And okay. after he did the, the agreement, um, he sent the movie and he sent some German subtitles. The distributor came back and said, hey, these, these German subtitles are horrible. They look like they were made with, with Google Docs, um, with Google Translator. And, yeah. and the filmmaker said, I'm sorry, but that I told you... Um, I told you that I was sending you German subtitles. If you didn't have the chance to check them for the last three weeks, it's not my problem. So the filmmaker kept the money. The buyers uh, kept a movie that now is going to be more expensive for him to do the subtitles. So both parties finished having this trouble. 
so the buyers sometimes feel that are the filmmakers the ones that are trying to, to get ahead of them. And the filmmaker on his end feels the same, that somebody they, sometimes they send the assets and then the money never arrives to the filmmaker. So we are also helping to keep the transaction more transparent between both parties. And therefore, is there like also legal entities that are also available for the filmmaker to be able to get involved? Yeah, we don't we don't go up to that level. Uh, that's a great question because what's happened when the if if any party has a problem and and they said like the transaction wasn't complete and the money's on escrow until a third party, uh, let's say a court or a legal entity, tell us like the money should go back to the exhibitor or that the money actually should go through the filmmaker, the money stay on escrow. So that way we we don't. We, we don't deliver the money until a third party, in this case probably a court, tell us like what we should do with the money. Oh, wow. Uh, it definitely sounds like a very secure system then uh, for people because then that way it's like you, if somebody proves that they back out of the dealer, it's not a, a legit deal, then it's like there are ways of being able to get compensation, uh, like to be able to get that uh, resolved. Yeah, and that's the reason I think everybody now feels a little bit safer because I, the, I, this is a personal opinion. I, I think sometimes there's a psychological issue on movie um, negotiation. It's like they send the money or they make a commitment and they want to back up the deal. It's because the distance, the, the time distance between doing the deal and when actually you need to send the money is there. But if you are already putting the money on an escrow account when you close the deal, at the moment when the transaction must be closed, you don't have that second thought or that, yeah, that, that buyer's remorse. You, the mo you already send the money. Even if it's not in the filmmaker's hands, you already actually took that money out of your pocket and put it on an escrow account. Very cool. It's like in that does also speed up as well the process as well, because then at that point in time they have to have their proof of funds and the uh, the legitimate sources. Exactly. And does Digital Film Cloud also do the vetting on that end as well, like uh, with the investor to make sure that the uh, that they've complied with SEC regulations as well, so that the filmmaker doesn't find themselves dealing with someone not reputable, shall we say? That's that's uh, that's part of of what we discuss about crowdfunding and the investor side. We are not going into that area because we are not an SEC broker, and at this point, we don't want to go into that that area. We uh, that's that's a space that we are we are not going at the moment because for all the there's a lot of complication there. The SEC finding out if it's a legitimate investor, finding out he actually has the money. So right now, we are not going into that in into that market. Oh, wow. That's a lot of um, responsibility. Yes. Yeah, it's probably will keep you up late at night. That's a lot of paperwork, which also shies away a lot of filmmakers from even going that route is because of that mm. with accredited and non-accredited investors and having to deal with the accreditations. Yeah, that's that's why we, we are 
right now staying out of it until the the waters are less murky regarding collecting yeah crowdfunding uh, equity crowdfunding and and just pledge crowdfunding yeah it makes sense and is there anything else that you would want uh, anybody to know about uh, digital film cloud network that we haven't covered Oh, I, I would just love to invite everybody to join dfcn.com and and give it a try. Like we 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 have really happy filmmakers. It's a hundred percent free. We would love to see your projects there. Um, you can email us at support, and and we will help you to thrive on the platform. And and we would love to hear about you. Very cool. And how do people get a hold of you, Alfredo? Um, I'm usually. Uh, Actually, when you send an email to support, I see most of the support emails. Uh, I, they can also find me in social media, uh, Alfredo Gilbert uh, in Twitter, and just just pinging me there, they will get an answer from me. Very cool. So, uh, and both Twitter is. Are you? Do you also have a Facebook or a LinkedIn or? Yeah, in all the media, there's look like there's not too many. Alfredo Gilbert. I'm in LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, um, Sinando, and on my DFCN account as well. Very cool. And Kente, how do we get a, a hold of you? Um, Kente F. And I actually, uh, um, while we were doing the show, I actually made me an account as well. So. And I'm, I am working on a, a short film, so who knows? It may end up on there, and that'd be uh, awesome. So um, I'm looking forward to uh, learning even more about the website. But you can get me at KenteF on Twitter. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, uh, Alfredo. And also with me, you can get me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Bizipedia, Um Goodness, a lot of social media places. Like, uh, like I've said, um, in terms of that, on indie, uh, obviously on indie radio, iHeartRadio, um, as well as also on the Rock Against Hunger website, and of course the website for the film www.pastlivesproductionsinc.com. And thank you ever so much, Alfredo, for uh, taking the time to do the interview with us again, and I definitely want to encourage everybody to come to DFCN and check it out, and you know what? It's like, it is a really amazing platform. <laughs> Thank you so much, and thanks for the one words. Thanks, Quinta, for having me here. Thanks, Odette, for having me. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Alright, so I guess we'll see everybody next week. Absolutely. Peace.